In a world where we are more connected than ever, human connection is in short supply. The world is a noisy, frenzied place and content has saturated our info-addled neural pathways. So let's get reconnected. Let's choose to add the experience of connection and change and to stand apart from the messy, the mediocre and the mayhem. Welcome to the Human Connection Experience podcast, where it's all about using content to create change and connection. Whether it's connecting your audience to your business, connecting your team with your organization, or creating content to connect to yourself, this is the place to be. Hi guys, it's Joe Giffords here. Welcome to episode five of the Human Connection Experience podcast. I'm so happy that you're back with me as you can probably hear the cold that's been with me for the last couple of weeks is on its way out. Woohoo! So I'm feeling more human, which is always good when we are talking about human connection, right? And this week I wanted to talk with you guys about the art of listening for human connection. Because this is something that is really important, not just as brands, of course, but as human beings and something that in the social media age is in really short supply. So first of all, thank you. If this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been listening to a few of the episodes so far, I'm so grateful that you came back. And it's been lovely to read many of the reviews and and comments about the podcast. And if you do have a moment and you are enjoying what you hear, then it would mean so much to me if you could just hop on over to iTunes and leave the podcast a review. Because it's not just for my ego, although it does help with that just a little bit, it helps other people discover the podcast the more reviews we get. So you'd be helping me out so much. Okay, let's dive on in. The Art of Listening for Human Connection. So listening is super important for human connection. Listening helps us to feel seen, helps us to feel heard, helps us to be acknowledged. It makes sure that our needs can be met. It makes sure that we can be supported. And yet, as you have, I'm sure, noticed in our society, it's in pretty short supply. As a matter of fact, you know, social media and culture and the way in which we broadcast our thoughts and our feelings in a one-way conversation definitely seems to have moved into into the way that we talk at other people. And I'm sure, like me, you may have encountered those people in your life who literally come at you with a kind of list of things that they've done or achieved as if they're posting it on Facebook as opposed to saying, hi, how are you? And then actually listening for that response. And if you can put yourself into that scenario, just think about the last time somebody, you know, did that to you. And, you know, perhaps you were meeting a friend for coffee and you afterwards realised that actually they hadn't once asked how you were or if they had, they hadn't listened to any replies you gave. It happens a lot. And believe me, they aren't people that I hang around too often these days because I think boundaries around those kind of things are important. That's a side note. But, you know, how did you feel? Did you feel seen and supported and loved and acknowledged and all those things? I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you just felt like you could have been literally anybody 
in that cafe or on that walk or out for that drink because some people just need to speak about themselves and the art of listening is something that is really, really precious. And listening is a real art form um, and it's something that actually as human beings we can struggle to allow ourselves to listen to people. And this is something that I've rediscovered recently um, in my own personal development. I was working on a project last year where I was project managing a content development team. Um, and for this particular project, we did a 360 review, which if you've had them before, are so useful to, you know, to sort of notice parts in your skill set and in your personal development that you can work on further. And I really valued lots of great feedback about my leadership, about the way the project was going, but also noticing that one particular colleague had pointed out that Joe could allow people more space to talk. And this was something that I really appreciated because it allowed me to look at how I was leading the, you know, this team of people, how I was allowing people to express themselves. And here's why that's important. When we allow people to uh, you know, be heard and to be listened to without interrupting or jumping in or finishing for them, they are allowed to think for themselves and they are allowed the space to process those thoughts. And this feedback actually led me to the work of, um, of an author, Nancy Klein, who authored the book Time to Think and is also the creator uh, of the Time to Think um, thinking environment, um, you know, workshops and process in which the work is around teaching people to do exactly that, to create a thinking environment, which is what I've been learning to do. And what happens when we allow people to speak more, and this is something I've been consciously working on in personal interactions and professional ones, is we let them finish their thoughts. We let them work through whatever it is they're thinking about, often come to their own brilliant thinking. They can often like solve problems by having that space to think. And it's, an, it's a real act of honor actually to let people think aloud. And when I looked at my reasons for jumping in sooner or for trying to encourage people with their conversations, it all came from a nice place, of course, I'm not an unkind person, but it was about, um, there's something in me that hadn't yet learned to let people have even more space than I thought they might need to finish a thought. And the more that I notice that consciously in conversations, the more interesting it is to me how how little people do it for others. You know, now that I'm aware of it, of course, I notice when someone, you know, might cut me off and now I can say, actually, I'd just like to finish, you know, I'd like to finish that thought. Um, as Nancy Klein says, you know, thinking for yourself is still a radical act. And one of the gifts of allowing people to think aloud and to be heard is that they can move through those thought processes, they can come up with new ideas, they can innovate. So I would definitely encourage you to look at the work of Nancy Klein, it's been really useful for me, um, certainly in leadership, but also in terms of being a better colleague, a better you know, team member, um, a better human. And it was really interesting for me that that came up from that 360 and 
listening has been something I've been actively working on, as I say, in in my life. And listening is often something that you might only feel is reserved for, you know, perhaps when you go to counselling sessions or you see a life coach or management coach or you are working with someone and if you have had those moments like you know (laughs) I certainly have where you have a whole hour of somebody listening to you it feels really indulgent really rare um I know certainly as a you know sort of busy you know sort of parent with young children um, a young family things can often feel as if you are never heard even in your own household because life is busy and the act of having someone listen to you is really actually really special to the point that there's actually a guy in Hamburg called Christoph Busch, uh, B-U-S-C-H, and he is a professional listener. And I, I, I love this story because this just illustrates to us how much we crave being heard. So Christoph opened up a kiosk at an underground station in Hamburg with the sole purpose of listening to people. Guys, he's just got a little kiosk there that you can rock up, stumble upon it, and if he's free, he will let you pour your heart out. And all he's doing is giving us, you know, giving human beings the courtesy of being heard. And how much does that say about our attention spans about our need to be heard without judgment, without a phone in your hand, without multitasking or also trying to listen to two children while you're cooking dinner and answering a phone. All the things we're used to in our daily lives can actually lead to such disconnection to just not being heard. So let's bring it back to your business, shall we? So we've reinstated and we you know know and remember how much listening is important to us as human beings and as business owners and leaders um, and leaders and brands we need to listen to our audience and to our clients and to our team and to the humans around us to create that real connection so why as businesses should we listen well for many reasons. Number one, so we know how to respond to the needs of our market. If you're not tuned in to what people are saying, to what they need, to the feedback that's actually happening, you won't know how to respond. If you create a product or service or a piece of advertising or social media that is really tone deaf or off course or inappropriate, you won't know until the backlash is too bad and you've missed that opportunity. And you know, you need to know what your people need so, so you can create the appropriate products and services for them. And it's really dangerous to operate in an echo chamber of people that have similar views to you because that's where we have a lack of diversity often, we have a lack of knowledge, we have, you know, we become really tone deaf to what's happening out in the world because obviously your marketplace operates within a bigger zeitgeist of what's happening in the world around us. And by listening, we are able to respond and to pivot and to innovate as needed. Here's some great examples of listening. Uh, you know, where listening has worked out really well for brands and you can get the idea of how they were able to respond better by using the art of listening. So Netflix, that amazing brand that we all like to binge on, 
um, you know, once they discovered that many of their of their customers were binge watching, there's a whole culture around binge watching and that they were falling asleep. Netflix used this as an opportunity. And they use this to be super creative and to come up with the Netflix socks. <laughs> so these were smart socks that actually could sort of detect when the user was dozing off and they would send a signal to the user's TV and stop the show. So this way nobody woke up and, and had a spoiler or, you know, wondered what on earth was going on. And it really positioned Netflix as a company that was in tune with their market, in tune with their audience, and they actually won an award for the creative use of technology, which is a really inspiring story. That's a way of using something that's not your product or necessarily what you do, but actually speaks to the culture of your audience and your clients and people that use your product. Okay, there's another good example of listening is is Fitbit. So uh, I have a Fitbit and one of the things that I love um, about the Fitbit is that every now and again, if I've been still for some time, perhaps I'm sitting here by my laptop and I'm engrossed in doing something with my headphones on, it will actually tap on my wrist and will say, it's time to move your body. And that's a really brilliant um, part of the product. It's a really brilliant feature that was actually developed as a result of social listening. So this buzzing reminder to make the user get up and move a little bit, it was part of the Fitbit user community. So this was brought into being by listening to feedback from the community of Fitbit users who knew, who actually stated that this really helped them use the product more, get you know, and get better results. And so this is an example how you, of how you can bring something into a product development from listening to your audience. And so therefore we need to think about how do we listen? How do we listen? So social media is one channel and the way that you can do this as a business and or a personal brand is to set up some listening lists and hashtags. So you might want to follow certain hashtags on social media. Um, you might want to create some social media lists of people who are in a particular field, who might be influencers or thought leaders. I also like to use um, If This Then That and Zapier, which are both um, automated tools which will help to um, do things like automate hashtags and new tweets from certain people into, for example, an Evernote file or a Google Doc. So you can actually collate your research on automatic. You can set up a Google alert, which is a free way to arrange for um, an email as a kind of digest, and you can have it hourly or weekly, I believe, or daily, to come straight to your inbox for whenever a certain term is used in the news or on social media. There are more robust um, social listening tools, which are you know things like Brand24. So if you are a larger brand, you can set up social listening to be looking at things like forums, Facebook, um, you know, sort of Twitter, Instagram, blogs and new sites and you can set that up to search for things like brand sentiment for um, positive and negative 
you know, comments and also for words which are being searched for. So you can keep an eye on the way that your brand has been spoken about, um, even in places that you might not automatically be able to access, like forums. Uh, a really great way to see what's being asked about your particular subject or field is to use answerthepublic.com. This is a tool which I absolutely love, which is a much easier way to see, um, you know, search terms without it being a super complicated sort of keyword tool. So if you go to answerthepublic.com, you can search in your field or your industry and see what you know which questions are being asked around that subject. You can of course also do this straight in Google by typing in a search term and seeing related searches. You can see what people are searching around for. Another handy tip that I show my clients is to use Amazon reviews. So this is um, a way to get under the skin of the problems that people have that you help them with. For example, if you are, let's say, um, a fit pro, you know, sort of diet coach, and you want to know what people's problems are around losing weight, well, you could search on Amazon for other books um, or, or kind of eBooks that have been published in your field and look in the comments of those books in the review section. Here, you will find which problems people had when they came to that book. So for example, they might say, oh, I was really struggling to, I don't know, to stay in my calorie deficit, but I found this book and it helped me much more, you know, plan my meals and stay on track. Or it might say, this book made it really easy because beforehand I was struggling with insert here problem. And you'll find there's an absolute gold mine of information in the Amazon review. So I would definitely recommend having a look on Amazon. Of course, in a much smaller circle, your own emails, your own replies from your customers, from, you know, if, from your audience, if you have a platform, some kind of blog or social media, notice how people are responding to your content. If people respond you know, with comments that give you insights, then make sure you use them and you collate them and you can build up, um, you know, a swipe file really of information around what your audience is saying. Of course, you can actually talk to your clients um, if you run any kind um, of group program, if you are, um, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with clients, you have direct access to what your clients are, are thinking and going through and you can use all of that as part of your toolkit to understanding what people need. You can, of course, ask for feedback um, on social media or, or from actual humans and Ensure that you are, uh, of course, yeah, sort of truly listening to the feedback that's given. You can invite feedback through survey forms, so using something like um, a Google form or type form. You can ask people to jump on a call with you for you know sort of ten or fifteen minutes and invite them to share with you their experience of of whatever problem it is that you solve. There are so many ways to listen, and it's important to make listening part of your ongoing practice that you don't just listen when you are launching a product or service or you don't just listen when you're trying to get the handle of a product that you are constantly building this into your practice that you are noticing what's happening out there that you are staying in touch 
with the news, with the mood, with the market, with the world, with what's going on, without spending all of your time, you know, doing that research, because you can stay in contact by by using a handful of things that work for you. But creating your system for listening will go such a long way to making that human connection with your content that you create, with your products that you create, and it will really help you to make that change that you want with the messages that you are conveying. Because people know if you aren't hearing them, people know if you just don't understand their needs or their problems, and whether it's your audience or whether it's your clients, there's a real sense of being seen and heard when you hit the nail on the head for something. And there's often a true litmus test of that when you write a post or perhaps an email or a book or whatever piece of content it is and you have a raft of replies that say, you really see me, I feel really seen, you know exactly what I'm going through. And if you're not having those replies, if you're not feeling that your audience are sending those kind of, of you know comments to you, then consider how you can listen more you know, consider how you can continue to bring listening and a feedback loop into your business practice. So guys, I would love to hear your experience of listening in your business and your experience of using this podcast. How has it been changing the way that you approach content? How is it changing the way that you approach human connection in the way that you look at your work? Um, I would love to hear from you because I want to listen you know, to you and to hear exactly what you think. And you can do that in a number of ways. You can email me, joe at joegifford.co. You can find me on Facebook, The Human Connection Experience with Joe Gifford. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at the Joe Gifford. And I would love to hear from you um, and to discover from you what the things we've been talking about so far on the podcast have done to enhance the way that you approach your messaging and your content and how it's helping you to connect with the humans around you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really grateful for you. Do give me a shout out if you are listening to this, whether you're on the road in your car, obviously give me a safe shout out. If you're on a walk with a dog, if you're down the gym, then just take a picture and you know let me know how and where you are using the podcast. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening more and more because the ratings are going up um, on iTunes, which is so awesome to see. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye guys.